Baby, Ben Baby, you can unmute yourself and ask away. Errol, uh, Danny said that he thought the jab controlled the uh, controlled the fight tonight. What, what made that so effective, and did you expect that to be as successful as it was uh, throughout the evening? Um, it was just, you know, just common sense, basically. I mean, I was the taller person. He had the shorter arms, and, um, you know, that, I, always had a, I always had a great jab, so... So that's what we was working on. We were working on using the jab, setting everything up with the jab, and basically just outpointing him. You know, that's I think. You know, I did well using my jab. You know, uh, is there? Everyone was wondering how you were going to be really proud of me. I think Linus Lewis would be really proud of me using my jab like the way I did. Right. You know, I, I think uh, a lot of folks were wondering how you were going to take a punch uh, after the accident. Is there one tonight that that maybe you were proud of how well you were able to respond? Uh, no, because I had a, you know, 10, 12 week, you know, training camp where I was sparring. So, I mean, I was taking the punches in sparring. So I wasn't, you know, surprised. You know, I was taking the punch in a fight because, you know, it was, you know, something that, you know, I've been taking. So I wasn't surprised at all. And I always had a great chin. All right. We'll take our next question from Jeremy Harris. Jeremy, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Hi, Earl. Congratulations on your victory. Um, how would you appraise your performance? Uh, how would you rate yourself? My season is I give myself a B. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> I think I had a, a little bit of ring rust in there, but, you know, I think I was just in uh, such great shape and had a great training camp and took everything serious where, you know, I could overwhelm, I can uh, just, you know, just not be discouraged by, you know, me having ring rust and things like that. So, you know, I feel like just working my jab and using my angles and boxing, you know, was the best move. And uh, that's what I basically did. As far as uh, your performance in this fight and as far as what you see moving forward for the future, um, obviously everyone's talking about Terrence Crawford. Is that a legitimate chance of happening or do you guys feel like you're miles and miles apart uh, I'm not thinking about that I'm thinking about you know seeing my kids tomorrow and sitting on my ranch and finally riding my horses after 10 to a weeks and you know just chilling out and eating some good food so we'll see what you know what what holds in the future but right now you know just to enjoy myself I had a long year and a half you know to come back and um, you know work hard train hard and it just was 120% focused and uh, I'm going to wind down for like a week or two till I get back on the ball. All right. As a reminder, it's media on the Zoom. Please raise your hand if you'd like to ask a question. We'll take our next question from Keenan Atchison. Keenan, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Keenan? Yes, please ask your question, Keenan. All right, we'll move on to Mark Wicker. Mark, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Errol, what was the what was the sensation like walking in tonight? You seemed like to have a smile on your face. I'm sure it was probably had to be a little bit emotional after such a long time and everything that happened. What how excited were you when you made that walk into the ring? Well, I was super excited. I mean, this is my home. You know this was a lifelong dream of mine just, you know, be a household name in Dallas, and now I'm a household name. 
And, you know, I was just thankful to have, you know, fans here and family here and, you know, everybody support me. And, and I was smiling because it was a long, you know, long, long road to come back. And it was a lot of, you know, sacrifice and, you know, just, you know, buckling down and staying focused and, you know, trials and tribulations to get to this point to tonight. And I got to that point and, um, you know, it paid off. So, you know, like they say, everything happened for a reason. And I feel like, you know, I'm here for a reason. And, um, you know, I basically proved that, you know, I'm back and I'm here to stay. And um, I'm the unified champion of the world. And also, how did that first round feel? I mean, you were you were sharp. It didn't look like you, I mean, it looked like you had, had kind of taken up where you left off. And, and uh, did that feel any different than any other first round you usually fight? Um, no, it was just, you know, I, like I said, I've been in, I was, I've been training, I've been in the gym for probably, you know, probably, yeah, probably March. I've been in the gym since March, late March. And, um, you know, we've just been working and training hard and just, you know, being 100% focused. So I was just, this training camp, I was just in the gym 24-7. I dedicated, you know, basically everything just to come back and get back. And I knew I had to be just focused and go back to what I used to do and being in the gym all the time and being actually a gym rat and not just going to training camp when I got a fight coming up and actually just being there and being ready, you know, when I got that call. So, you know, this training camp was a little bit different. It was like back, you know, back in the day where I was already, you know, I didn't have to lose 30, 40 pounds. You know, I was actually in training camp, you know, training for strategy and things like that instead of, you know, trying to lose weight and going to the gym knowing I got to lose, you know, this amount of weight, I was actually, you know, already on weight and just, you know, focused on strategy. All right. Thanks, Mark. We'll take our next question from David Melandra. David, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Hey, Earl, congratulations on your victory. At any point in the fight tonight, did any of Danny's punches hurt you at all? feel like you're, you're in jeopardy of potentially losing this fight? Um, <clears throat> no, I didn't. I felt a little some of his punches, but they weren't hard enough to to hurt me or you know to wobble me or discourage me or it wasn't really nothing like man like this dude can really punch. He was more strong than anything, so um you know he's but I give him all this kudos. Great fighter, Iron Chin, came to fight and um you know I think you know he basically you know tried to take my title and um you know I defended it well at home. So uh, much respect to him for just giving me his opportunity and accepting the fight and coming to Dallas and fighting me. All right, thanks, Sarah. We'll kick it back to questions inside AT&T Stadium. Earl, congratulations. Uh, I know it was a long, long road to, to get back uh, to this point. What was going on through your mind when you were walking uh, through uh, the... The, the little area uh, to go to the ring. Um, basically, it was just like what my shirt says. It says I'm back, you know, and um, you know, it was just a more of a grateful moment for myself. Like, man, all this hard work, you know, from this year and a half, you know, led me to this point. So, um, you know, basically, it was just man, like you worked hard to get to this point. You deserve to be here. Now it's time to put on the show. Let's go. So. I wasn't nervous at all after being a year and a half off. I wasn't nervous at all coming and walking here. It was more of, man, like, this is my home. This is where I belong. Let's go. 
Um, definitely. I mean, you know, this, I feel like, you know, that's why they say a lot of boxes stay too long because this is like a drug dust. This is like a hot dust. So, you know, when you, people are cheering for you and, you know, the crowd, you know, basically praising you, you know, that's, that's, that's like a hot. And that's why a lot of boxers, you know, come back like Sugar Ray Leonard. He came back, you know, he didn't need the money. He came back to fight because he was, he was chasing something. He was chasing that high that, you know, basically, you know, people still cheering his name and being a champion and saying, you know, like even the Hector Camacho documentary was like, man, it's nothing like when people say and new, you know, so, you know, I was just, you know, getting that again and just, you know, hearing and still and, you know, they putting the belts around me and things like that. And that meant a lot. And it's just, you know, I'm glad of my hard work and basically my dedication, my path to get back, you know, you know, ended with, you know, me becoming, me defending my titles and, you know, putting the belts around my waist again and doing it in my hometown in front of all my fans. Errol, did you feel that you hurt him at some point in the fight, particularly to the body? Uh, yeah, I think I hurt him a little bit, but Danny Garcia is um, very tough, very gritty, uh, iron chin, iron body. And he's not gonna, you know, basically, you know, cower down to anybody. So um, I think I hurt him a little bit, but you know, he's still, he's gonna fight regardless. It was to the body you felt you hurt him more. Or? Yeah, I think I hurt him a couple times to the body, and I, I hit him in the chin and, and hurt him a little bit too. But he just, you know, he's a real fighter, man. So he, he's not gonna go down easy. Did you feel toward the end of the fight he was just trying to make it? The 12 rounds and he wasn't going to open up against you? Um, I think he got discouraged a little bit. I think he got discouraged a little bit in the fight and um, he kind of, kind of, you know, stopped his assault because he wasn't really landing that many punches. I was blocking him, picking him off, slipping him. So I think he was getting kind of frustrated. Errol, great performance. Um, I know, I know you already talked about getting back to the ranch. Very understandable. Um, but what did you think of, of Terrence showing up ringside? Do you think that helped build some buzz to, to, to make it a big fight? Uh, no. I mean, he got to live up to his words. If he if he say he's not worried about me, then I don't know why he's doing what, what he was doing here. I probably wouldn't go to none of his fights. So I'm not worried about Terrence Crawford. Like I said, I'm going to enjoy my time with my kids and uh, chill out and just reflect on this year and a half that, you know, I came back and, um, you know, we're going to move on in the summertime and see who I fight. So uh, we'll see. I got to talk to my manager, Al Heyman, and uh, we'll go from there. Derek, you're the only coach in boxing that has two unified champions. Are you trainer of the year this year? It's almost over. Hey, man, they'll find somebody to jump in front of me. They'll try to, but they really can't do it this time, I don't think, because of the circumstances. But, you know, you never know. They'll find somebody. And, Earl, this proves tonight that you're very popular. Over 16,000 fans in a pandemic. They put, uh, I don't know if you noticed during the fight, they put Crawford on a big screen. He got booed. Well, that's what they were booing. I didn't know what they were booing. Yeah, that's okay. what they were booing. So what does it say? Do you have this big fan base here? You and Canelo, 120,000? Um, like I said, I'm, I'm not worried about anybody right now. You know, I'm going to enjoy my time with my family, you know, chill out, um, and um, you know, make buy a couple horses and goats and cows and chickens and things like that. But you no, know, right now I'm just going to chill out, man, enjoy this, this, this 
a little bit of a layoff. You know, it was a hard year and a half, a year and a half for me. You know, coming back. And um, you know, I need to rest a little bit and not really think about boxing for like a week and then uh, jump back on the ball. But you know, I'm not gonna get out of shape. Not gonna get too fat. You know, I'm gonna keep working and stay in the gym. Derek, question over here. Uh, could you go into a little bit about the plan uh, tonight uh, for Danny and, and how uh, crucial the jab was and ended up and ended up being? Well, you know, I always say the jab is the easiest punch to throw, fastest punch you can throw, and the hardest punch to block. And you can see it tonight that he gave him a lot of issues. And um, he used the jab for the distance. He used the jab just to constantly keep him occupied. And he set him up with a lot of times with the jab, so he used it several reasons and then uh, it was beautiful man work Derek in an ideal world you being uh, Errol's trainer how quickly would you want to see him back and what um, I guess what more do you want to see out of him he said he gave himself a B um, would you give him that rating too, or do you think he, he performed pretty well here tonight? No, nah, I mean, I give him a, I give him an A-plus just because he was able to be consistent. You know, and I think that it's very difficult because that's what Danny Garcia's strength is, is in the complacency of the fighters. The fighters get comfortable, they get complacent, and he catches them with a good shot. So uh, myself, I would give him an A only because of the fact that his level of consistency I didn't like when he was kind of dropping his hands a little bit, and I kind of told him. But at the same time, I mean, that's when Danny's he's at his strength because people get com comfortable. And, you know, I think that I don't necessarily, um, you know, that's not my that's not my thing to see when I say whenever I want him back in the ring. I just want him back in the gym in a couple of weeks, two to three weeks. But other than that, I mean, I don't really, I mean, that's not my deal, man. I mean, I think that he needs to rest. He needs to um get, you know, get get the, everything he's in, he's going to be sore as heck tomorrow, man. <laughs> Muscles and sore, he's going to need to listen. And Masoud says she wanted to see him too, but uh, <laughs> he's going to need a massage or hot, whatever, but um, I think that, you know, maybe in the next two weeks, three weeks, he'll be back in the gym and just keep it rolling, man. Hey, Earl, I think it was toward the end of the 11th round. You looked down at the canvas. I couldn't really see what happened. Did you lose your mouthpiece? Is that what you were looking down at or what? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I lost my mouthpiece. And we have one more question on Zoom from Calvin Watkins with the Dallas Morning News. Calvin, go ahead. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Please ask your question. Uh, Earl, at, at during this fight, did you feel like you were the stronger guy? Did you know that coming in, or as the fight was progressing, did you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the bigger guy, I'm the stronger guy? I could just feel it as the fight was going. Um, I kind of knew that I was the stronger guy just because you know most I'm, I'm stronger than a lot of people. You know, you know, even though you know people say I might be skinny or whatever, I'm just naturally strong. People out spar, you know, light heavyweights, heavyweights. And things like that, and push them around. So, you know, I I just felt like I was a strong guy, and uh, especially him, you know, come fighting at 140 before and things like that. And I was already bigger than him. I felt like I was bigger than him. I, I'm taller than him. My my uh, my arms are longer than his. So, you, you know, I just felt like you know he could really couldn't do nothing with me if we fighting on inside and outside. So, 
I just felt that, you know, I held all the advantages and, you know, before this fight, just watching him fight throughout the years and, you know, watching my fight, I just felt I had a better arsenal than him. Yeah.